Greetings ladies and gentlemen. Today I'm happy to say we continue our journey with Jesus and we're about to cross over into the book of 1 Chronicles. This book was written for a people perplexed and puzzled, bamboozled and bewildered by banishment. God's nation are depressed, downcast and discouraged, weary, worn and weak, not to mention wondering what on earth will happen next. This is where the author of Chronicles comes with a cure for the captive, a spiritual shot in the arm for the sad. Entering with an elixir of earnestness, encouragement and enthusiasm, he hands over a two-part prescription of perspective and purpose, purity and positivity. So First Chronicles pulls the reader close with a welcoming embrace and explains that a trip down memory lane is in order. In a magnificent and majestic sermon, Chronicles covers the golden age of God's people, teaching afresh old truths, while pondering anew what the Almighty can do. This is a brilliant biblical book of better things, and all madness, misbehaviour and mischief are mislaid for a moment, with only serious, significant spiritual events left in, all for the purpose of presenting a picture of an ideal Israel. Showing strangers in a strange land that the Lord God is the hope of all who seek him, the help of all who find, none other is so loving, so good, so kind. It's true that you can't build on a bad foundation and we are told to look back before going forward. So the first nine chapters display the very beginning of man in a crowded and complete family tree with many tongue twisters thrown in for free. From Enoch who never died to Methuselah who lived so long, mighty Nimrod upon the earth until old man Adams comes along. With no stumbling in its storytelling, this map of mankind leads us straight to the death and defeat of one dishonest dude. Poor, weakened and washed out, sorely slain, his son slaughtered and gone too. Israel is at the wit's end. What is God to do? It's out with the bad and in with the good. King David reigns and takes the throne. His crown's not slipping, his mistakes aren't shown. But if his marvellous mighty men are mentioned with pride, no one who crossed them remained alive. The good old days, we hear the people say, especially when King David brought the Ark of God home to stay. Be silent, be silent, for holy was this place, this item that echoes the message of his grace. Then in a tent, now in Christ, humanity saved by his blood sacrifice. So we tiptoe away and leave holy ground, just in time to see King David's bloody battles all around. The king rallies his troops and sends out his tried and true thirty to fight the good fight and win without being hurty. With lion-like looks, they keep their faces to the foe and suddenly Goliath's relatives appear and say hello. But goodbye was all the Hebrew heroes had to say that day as they dispatched the not-so-gentle giants and went on their way. Even with an extra finger and toe, they still couldn't win and that was the end of Goliath's carnal kin. Next, another envious enemy stood up as the giants were brought low, a malicious mischief maker mad at Israel. A census took place with David deciding to count his race. Even Joab hated the idea, but he couldn't stop the king's command from ringing in his ear. So David wouldn't listen, but he would soon have to choose. Misery on free level, everything to lose. Thus he picks a plague rather than people because they knew the depths of the heart can be so, so deceitful. The king stands in the gap at the soon-coming temple site, 
atoning for a two-time in nation because things hadn't been right. So far it's been David teaching warfare and work to the fickle nation, but now for something more important, holy communication. The altar, the table, the veil and lampstand too. All are symbolic to teach me and you. God says, okay, David, but building it's not for you. Your son, wise Solomon, shall shape everything you plan to do. And in delightful detail from here on out, planning God's temple is what it's all about. First, the Levites who kept things running smoothly, the inner workings of the temple was their devotion and their duty. Second was a true spiritual foundation where music was set up for the God-seeking nation. To connect and commune their aiming speech and song, praising their saviour all the day long. Third fell to the gatekeepers, given a daily grind. Conduct and commitment was their calling, an example of faith to keep one from falling. Last but not least, it's the troops' turn to the crease. To protect and preserve, no man left behind, repeating the gospel call that's now in our time. There's glimpses of God all around on the page. Jesus appearing, the true temple of our age. So the plans are all done and dusted, neat and filed away, ready for wise young Solomon to assemble them one soon day. And on that day, with words of love, the father warns the son, don't wander or walk away from God. If you do, it won't be fun. So with a serious social gathering, God moves and the people provide what is needed to build the soon coming house of God without it being unheeded. Finally, full of days, David dies, leaving Solomon all the supplies. He's met his end, and we have too. It's Second Chronicles next time for me and you. But until then, the Bible knows us better than we know ourselves, and First Chronicles reminds us of what we have been and who we belong to. With a multi-layered message dripping in meaning, this timeless and timely book bathes us in comfort and cheer, confidence and connection. As God moved with men back then in Chronicles, so the very same God now moves, convincing men of sin, revealing Jesus through the word, creating faith in him. With Jesus, there's no pressure to be perfect. Practice makes progress. Working hard or hardly working, God loves you because you're you, not because of what you do. Without fuss or fanfare, First Chronicles shows us a God who informs while transforms. A redeemer who refreshes and rebuilds human hearts and minds. Whether good, bad or better, we are all built to be in a relationship with God. The only question is, do we want that relationship? The answer? Well, I'll leave that up to you. <laughs>